The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. All right. It is June 21st, 2021. This is Atlanta United FC Weekly, a home before dark podcast. Delicious. Dan, cheers. Cheers, cheers man. To, cheers to the black raspberry. Black ras, man. Black ras. Oh. the adult here tonight. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in on this lovely Monday evening in Atlanta where we have a little bit of a reprieve from the rain until it becomes a sauna again for like the next week. I am Tim Herb. As always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Mr. Kevin Bradley, all the way to the right, and Mr. Dan James in the middle. How's it going, we- Tim? Speaking of a sauna and rain in like five, six years when you have to deal with swim meets, it's just awful. Like we were, it was rained right beforehand. We went out there, takes forever. There's no breeze. Then it just rains on and off for just ever. And they just keep going. They just delay for an hour, keep going. Ugh. Yeah. Sorry. No, 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 no. That's that's very real world problems you have, Dan. Very real world problems that I'm going to have to deal with in the coming years, as you said. So it's a, uh, it's a good. That's better advice than just hearing "sleep now while you can" or um, or whatever. Yeah, or or hearing somebody or hearing somebody say because we're about to have a newborn in a few weeks, and having somebody say, "Well, you're never gonna, you're not gonna be able to watch the TV you want anymore." It's like because a newborn's gonna be. What are we gonna be watching? Like, what is what is a newborn gonna be watching for? It's all we're gonna be doing. While that baby, while the baby's sleeping, or there be, <laughs> the baby's being fed. Anyway, yeah. anyway, anything, don't worry about it. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, if you guys are watching us live on YouTube, make sure that you guys hit the subscribe button, the notification bell icon, smash the like button. Let it, let people know that you know this is this is the content they need. Just the same way that you guys can consume this content, make it more easily uh, findable. Findable? Is that a right word? Is that a correct word? Is that a real word? I don't know. But anyway, if you guys are not subscribed, like I said, subscribe. If you guys are listening to us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, what have you, subscribe, leave us a review rating, and uh, we'll read it live on the show. I don't think we have any new reviews on Apple Podcasts. I don't think so either. Yeah, it's been a while, guys. It's been a while. We need need your help. Start spreading the word. Content is dead. Content is dead. It's Audible true. media is dead. We're, we're starting TikTok starting next week. Yeah, yeah. if you we're don't have doing, a celebrity, just forget it, man. We're just doing TikTok dances and cameos and um, what's the other thing where they mash it up? Duets or whatever it's called. 
That's all we're doing now. Yeah. And and um, what's the other one? Reels. That's the one you yeah. waste all your time on. That's it. Yeah. What, what about spaces? <laughs> well, you got to hate on spaces. Is that still a thing? I yeah, it just so. started. Yeah. No, I know. I know. It seemed like it died as quick as just like Fleets. Like Fleets was like dead before it ever even started. Like it was yeah. the worst thing. Like everybody hated the fact that they got introduced. I never saw it because I don't have the yeah. Twitter app installed ever. Um, but it doesn't show up. I don't, I don't know people. I don't, I don't see that being talked about anymore. And I don't see spaces popping up anymore. So I don't know if people are people still doing spaces yeah, I see or club, I clubhouse. Yeah, I see him. Yeah. I see him every now and then. Yeah. Um, no, we're moving over to only fans um, and starting our own new platform called only friends. Mm-hmm. So that'll be, that'll be coming out soon. We're doing only friends and it's all via donations per cash app. That's what we're doing now. Is that the thing you were telling me where I just had to take my clothes off all the time? That's where you'll find the Dan load is okay. uh, cash app dollar sign HB4D. Yeah. Okay. So we figured Dan, if donations in multiples of 69 cents. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, we already know that you spend, I don't know, probably 16 hours a day naked. Why not? Why not monetize it? Well, I mean, when you're working from home, you know, no, exactly. I mean, we have that technology now too. Like, you know how you can remove the background? You can put clothes on yourself while you're on a like on a meeting, like on a Teams. Yeah, but I like to have the videos going in the background. You know, you can like take a video of yourself and then play it in the background of your <laughs> meeting. And I'm just vomiting on, on like a the, Zoom call. It's like the new Bob Burnham stand-up special. <laughs> yeah. A projector projecting you onto you the entire time. Yeah, that's right. Oh, the trap faithful are here tonight, as always. Uh, Richard Gordon, Elliot Beaven, Brittany S. Nathan Explosion making uh making that making that name known for the past couple. Yeah, I haven't seen Metalocalypse in so long. Um, John Beatty. A while since we've seen you, man. Yeah. Um, he's uh he's watching on uh, Facebook saying, let's go Hawks. He's a big basketball fan. A lot of basketball fans uh popping up out of nowhere. So that's, uh, that's good. Yeah. Yourself included. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm just here for the tweets, man. Yeah. Just the bands, the bands. As it. Were. We got a uh, Michelle joining us too. Um, guys, yesterday seemed to be a very, very frustrating time for a lot of the Atlanta United faithful. Just, um, I don't, it's very weird. Like right now, I think it's it's hard for me. Kevin and I were talking about this earlier. It's hard to watch Netherlands and see how much success they're having. How well Frank DeBoer is managing that team that has talent and probably has the players that he gets to call up and he gets to implement into that lineup. Um, but it's also sad for me to watch Genie Wijnaldum just light up the Euros and know that he's not going to be a Liverpool player ever again. Uh, but knowing good and well, he's getting paid, getting that... that uh, Middle Eastern uh, oil money uh, yeah. in, into his coffers for the for the remainder of his career at PSG. But um, man, it watching that juxtaposed to um, the two collapses that we've seen the past two times out for Atlanta United, it's it's tough, right? Yeah, and then the stat that came up at the end of the game that was something like Atlanta United when leading in the seventy fifth minute has lost twelve times and is which is the third most in the league. <laughs> like that's not, that's not a good stat to have. 
haven't won, right? That's the stat. Haven't won, yeah, right? Not right. lost, right? Right, right, right. Might Either well. way, not yeah. a good fucking stat to have, Dan. Doesn't make it much better. <laughs> you may <laughs> no, but I think it's better than losing. You yeah. may not lose the result, but you lose points. I think that's yeah. an accurate assessment. Like oh, you're yeah. losing, yeah. you're oh, losing yeah. at least two points on that. I mean, but those th- two, those two wins alone are the difference between fourth place and eighth place. And I know it's just a four point spread in between those positions, but whenever you're at the end of the season and you're, you know, in a wild card game for lack of a better term and just making the playoff line versus being in that third or fourth spot, that's a huge difference. Yeah. I it's, it's frustrating. Part of me is like, I mean, that's just, it's kind of like these, these are just the things we're going to have to go through and, I'd rather it happens at this end of the season than the end of the season. Like I know if it's November and four points is a difference, obviously you, you rue those losses, but the, the situation is, you know, to quote Mama June, it is what it is. And we just got to deal with that. And um, yeah, move on from there. I, I thought, I thought we played well for 80 minutes of the game and then just good grief, just switching off. Left and right. <laughs> what the yeah. fuck happened? Right? Like this is and it's not it's not even the same collapse that we saw at at the Benz against Philly in the leg in the first leg of the, the FCCL because we played really well, arguably our, our best 45 minutes, and just had an onslaught, and then we couldn't get past Andre Blake in the first half. And then we just came out and shit the bed for an entire half uh of that game. This was just I, I don't know how it's not excusable in, in my All right, opinion. So, so the only thing I can say is at least the second goal. It's just, what do you do there, man? Nothing. I mean, you can't do anything there. The first goal is ridiculous. Like, no, you know, you know, you know, happened, but that you, second you, one was incredible. That's going to win goal of the week for sure. That's that. That second goal should have never happened because I don't know why you take out Franco Ibarra, who I think was playing pretty well yeah. throughout the game yeah. and would have been covering that space. And you put in a third center back, I've never yeah. been a fan, in, and can you guys tell me a single time in the history of Atlanta United, no matter the manager, where we haven't given up a result whenever we've subbed in a center back at the end of the game? I feel yeah. like it's always, if I'm thinking about, is it San Jose maybe, whenever we subbed in Miles Robinson? No, Houston or Dallas. A couple of years ago, we subbed in Miles Robinson to shore up Dallas. the back line. Dallas, Absolutely yeah, fucking the shit the bed. Because I feel like that it's That was so, the July 4th game, I think. Yes. So yeah. I... I think it's so much harder on a manager and on that lineup to put in a an extra center back into the game. I, I feel like tactically to completely change the way that you're playing, like that changes completely the way that you're playing. I feel like and the dynamics and, on the back line. I mean, no, they're, yeah, they're I, consistently having to second and triple guess themselves because they don't know who's covering who because they've been in a formation where they know where everybody else is at and who's covering who. And then all of a sudden you throw a third player into that mix and they're making assumptions because they don't know, you know? No, agree. Like that's, it's so difficult because I don't know. You, you do have a midweek game. You have to worry about some sort of rotation or something. I mean, at that point it's not rotation so much as it's just saving Ibarra's legs. It's what um, I think Brittany S was saying. She heard he was resting Ibarra, but I just, Alan Franco's not it. And I, I hate to be that guy, but it's not like we've talked about this before, but he is not the solution. 
and I don't know what he offers the team. And then it just makes it look even worse whenever you put him in and immediately we give up two goals yeah. to, to lose two points when we're comfortably ahead in that game. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, we, the depth I mean, was go ahead, so go ahead, Kevin. No, you go ahead. All right. To be fair to Alan Franco. I mean, he's played what I'm trying to pull up his stats. He's played 110 minutes over three games in MLS. I just don't think we know what we have in him yet. Um, We've seen him start. We've seen him play full halves. We've seen him subbed out at halftime. He's only played in three games, and he's only started one game, I believe. And and the one that he was subbed out at half was because of an injury. Yeah, and I just don't think we've, we've seen enough of him. I don't think he knows where he's in to be playing in the team yet because walks has put in such a solid shift um, and had that awesome relationship with Miles Robinson. I mean, they've been playing walks has been playing lights out. I mean, he's kept him out of the mm-hmm. lineup, um, you know, with this week certainly helped him do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And, but I thought that I didn't think it was a bad sub at the time. I thought, okay, so Franco can come in. Um, we've got, you know, we've got a two-goal cushion. He can come in. I'm assuming it's going to push Sosa up the field, and we can play with more at the back. And, and like you're saying, sure, at the back. But uh, the 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 second goal, I agree with you, Kev. There's nobody, no keeper in the world is going to save that shot. But I feel like we should have been – we should have closed there down. Been, there should have been some pressure in the midfield. Because that was the second time he'd done it. Yeah, uh, it was yeah, the second this... time he was doing an, a better LGP impression than LGP. Um, just running up. The, I mean, he ran from like the their 18-yard box basically yeah. to ass, uh, and... almost unopposed, which is unforgivable. Yeah. But And it kind of goes to Michelle's point, which somebody's not stepping to him in the midfield that she feels like that we really missed Heinemann in midfield. I feel yeah, like that was another big storyline throughout this game was the – lack of players in the lineup, whether it's Heinemann out with an injury, Joseph out with COVID, or Barco just non-existent on the field whatsoever, except for in glimpses in the second half. Like, I mean, your big players that you need to make big differences in the game were non-existent, one of which was actually playing. And then, Tim, to your point about Franco not being it, Kubo Torres ain't fucking it, man. Like, that's that's what's glaringly obvious to me on the front line. Like if Joseph isn't in and Barco is whatever he is right now, it's Kubo just Kubo does nothing for me on that front line whatsoever. I mean, he's consistently every time Kubo plays the ball off on a one touch pass, he's just playing it into a general space and hoping that somebody gets on the end of it. Like every single time he's playing a long pass, it's it's nowhere near another player or a teammate. And it's just waiting for somebody to track back and get to it or potentially be in the vicinity of where the ball ends up at. Yeah, and what happens as soon as Jackson Conway gets into the game, his first touch is a shot on goal and a header in the box. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> like, why has yeah. he been sitting on the bench for so long? <laughs> Yeah. Kubo Torres, man. So he, or as people uh, are Brian, saying, his his work rate is good. I don't see a work rate with him. I like his stupid fucking beat. smile drives me up the wall. It's like you're not playing good enough to be smiling whenever you have a bad play. Stop smiling. Be mad at yourself. Do so better. 
on the uh, Eric Lopez uh, when he got cleaned out by Wagner, I think it was, and they should have—I th- believe it should have been a penalty, though I didn't see the replays. Um, Kubo's calling for the ball. He's like, "Eric, pass, pass me the ball." Yeah. So Lopez streams in, beats Wagner, puts a decent cross in, but Tor and Torres is like, he runs and then he's like, "Oh, gets to the center circle." He's like, oh, "I'm not. Yeah. I'm just jogging around." And he's like, yeah. "Oh, good effort." Fuck you, Kubo. Yep. God. Yep. There's no, and you know what? Freaking Jackson Conway would have run in there because he'd been running around like his hair on fire, just trying to do something. Exactly. And yeah, I totally agree. I've been, I've, I have ever since Kubo played his first game with us, I have yet to see anything. And I am not a fan of his at all. No, no. I'm glad he's not on the same pay structure than he was last year, but <sighs> yeah. Um, yeah, Michelle was saying was Conway partially responsible for their second goal. Uh, he was, I think he was supposed to be the guy closing Kolesnes down. Um, but then I think Tioto put out some images on Twitter and it seems like Moreno was in that area too. I think oh, there was yeah. another player was that maybe where... Sosa was close if they'd have gone in and closed him down. Yeah. But yeah, good Lord. That I mean, when that goal went, I was like, just, this is, feels just kind of par for the course right now. Yeah, man. So uh, as we start to get into the game, uh, as to not put it at the back end of the conversation, back into the hour, positives and negatives from you guys, as asked on Twitter, uh, Richard Gordon, unfortunately, only got to see the last 15 minutes or so, but positive walk scored negative, still deciding uh, Kobe Bryant, I'll leave us. Uh, positive we spent most of the game on the front foot driving attacks while holding philly at bay yeah we gave up two goals at the end but we were solid for 80 plus minutes that's a good sign in my opinion negative kubone which is that <laughs> is Cubone a torres. slight against kubone how dare you kubone torres ain't gonna do it just is what it is uh factory jones at factory jones positive we can score without joseph negative eric lopez is not our guy so this is one that maybe we can spend a minute on what were you guys thoughts on eric lopez because i thought that he had a fairly decent outing like i didn't think he was at the detriment of the front line or chance creation whatsoever he had a couple of decent opportunities and one was it him or Ibarra that got robbed of that PK, in my opinion. It was Lopez. Uh, that's what Lopez. I thought. Like, what what did you guys think about that? I like. Uh, I didn't get to see for. I missed the replay, maybe, and then they never went back to it because they, they, he never went to VAR whatsoever. Like he, defender got zero ball. Um, I, I even just, the commentators were like, I don't know how he doesn't even go look at VAR here. Like just nothing. And I don't, I, like I said, I don't know how it's not a PK. They were even saying, you know, in the field of play, that's a foul. Why is that not a PK? He right. doesn't get ball. It, it's and just... we've, we've seen it given multiple times in the Euros. I'm trying to remember what games off the top of my head. There was a game this weekend where the ball got played and then uh, the leg got, or the foot got stamped on in, in the box after the ball was gone and they still call the penalty. It just needs to be consistently called. I think, I think that's the main thing. Yeah. I thought Eric, I thought Eric Lopez was good. I, I like the I like what he brings on the field. I feel like he has he's one of our few guys I feel like time and time again is is being direct. Yeah. Like I feel like he's trying to get up into the field of play and he's trying to create for people. Um I don't know. I like him. I and he's only nineteen years old. Like I, yeah. I think he's only yeah. gonna get better. I think that's the main thing. Yeah. That's what you've got to remember with Eric Lopez. He's only nineteen. And all um I didn't think 
he was bad. He is looking on the ratings. I'm just looking at Sofa scores, giving him a 6.5, and um, who scored gave him a 6.1, which does actually make him the lowest rated player outside of substitutes um, from the starters. But um, I thought it was it was it was good to see glimpses that he was running and trying to make crosses and something work into the box, although um, somewhat unsuccessfully. But I think he does have. I do think he does have a good future. And to write him off now, I like it's one thing to write off Torres because he's old as dirt um, and he's not doing anything and hasn't been doing anything for the past, I guess, if you call 2020 a season. Um, but Lopez has got a lot more potential in him. So to say he isn't it, I disagree with yeah. um, to each their own. But I wouldn't – I think you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater if, you, if you're trying to get – get rid of Lopez. Yeah. I'll, I'll round out a couple more of these. Um, Tafka, the Prince of soccer, uh, positive Brooks Lennon is a fantastic attacking right back for his price point negative. Neither of our DPs nor touted players nor system give any sort of tangible production to all of Lennon's key passes as we fell asleep. The moment we luck our way into the lead, which I think there is some point to be made there about the past two games, at least this past game, and, and how Atlanta started their lead, uh, maybe not built on it. I think they had at least one uh, legitimate goal in that game, but obviously the first one being an well, own goal. I, I mean, I I don't know. I tend, I tend to disagree with that sentiment that own goals are somehow lucky because you're still putting the ball into a threatening area. And if the, if the defender isn't deflecting that it's going to hit the head. It's, I mean, miles Robinson is going to get own goals usually happen whenever you're playing positively, when you're putting the balls in the right Right. positions and, and it's just a matter of a bad deflection or in the case of like Matt's humbles, a really bad clearance the other day, like that. I don't know. That should, I I think there's more positive to gain than that. Then it's not like a howler from the keeper. Like it's one thing if the keeper just completely fucks up and the ball goes past him or if like Robert green, uh, whenever Clint Dempsey, uh, what is that world cup? 2006, 2010. Um, Oh, against England. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. It was 2006. Like that's a lucky goal to me. Like, but. but Oh yeah. It's a lucky goal. But an own goal that happens off of a cross into the box on a corner or on a set piece or something like that. I don't think that's necessarily um, a lucky situation. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's... and it's. I feel like it's kind of a similar sentiment as with penalties, you know, people try to discount penalties, but you know, it's, it's you doing an, making an attack of aggressive play into the box, like trying to, yeah, trying to score a goal. And it's a defender's last ditch attempt to, to save it. Yeah, it was 2010 South Africa Nathan explosion. Is, I'm uh, sure it was 2006. Oh. No, because it was England, U.S. It Algeria, was 2010. Algeria, mm-hmm. USA, Yanks, uh, England, Slovenia, Slovenia, Algeria, that's Yanks. Right. Easy, yeah. and we didn't make it out of the group. Yep, that's right. I was like, didn't Slovenia get it out of the? Oh yeah, they won the group. We got second. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's it. Robert Barrich, I believe, was on that team. Uh, Chicago Fire uh, legend. And wow. Robert Barrich, I'm pretty sure, was on that team. I may be wrong. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, what else we got in here? We got... Uh, uh, yes, yes. Can we... Let's talk more. Um, let's let's love on Brooks Lennon a little more. Uh, Brittany S. in the trap saying, 
Lennon did um so Lennon got two assists and he did get two assists. He got the own goal, which was a cross, and then he got the the uh, assist from Walks's header. But he's been I mean, Brooks Lennon, so it was interesting to see him and Bello, they were playing, they would go more centrally to try and make up for the loss of Hyman and help, I guess, help Ibarra out and stuff. But Walks was all over the place. I yeah, mean, you pull up his heat map, it's 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 <laughs> it's pretty much everywhere. And he's I feel like all a, of our backs put in a lot. I feel like the back line really won that game. I mean, Miles mm-hmm. Robinson gets in front of it gets in a position to take the deflection for the own goal. Walks scores the second goal. They're all over the field like you're talking about. Miles Robinson has one of the best offensive plays of the game over on the right touchline whenever he splits the two defenders and lays the ball off on the front end. George Bellow has a great game. I think, like I said, all across that back line, I think that was what was the difference for Atlanta throughout that game. It wasn't anything that was happening from the midfield forward, in my opinion. Dude, that that run – but. I will say that run from Miles Robinson. I'm like, okay, just get rid of it. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, cool. <laughs> oh, he's like, still okay. Got it. okay, okay, but please, okay. But, but get rid of it. It's okay. You got past him. Cool. Uh, get rid of it. Like, that's the, uh, but the yeah. entire time, I'm just like, holy shit. Like, yeah, he is showing it. So it's he's making he's made market market improvements year over year in different areas. I feel like. Like it started off, he really cemented himself with his one one v one defending, and then really. Um, you know, as of late, his distribution and now his attacking prowess is like weird, but he's showing like his potential and his, um, I don't know, his just his ability to learn and and grow as a player, especially as young as he is, is very valuable because he's proving to be more than just a uh, just a one on one defender. Well, you're getting some consistency in the back line where it's not just the back. It, like the first part of this season, it was just Sosa, right? Like Sosa was our main engine driving that ball into the midfield you would see it out of walks or you'd see it out of miles every now and then um a couple of weeks ago you saw a lot of really really great long balls out of miles where he was just playing the ball up to like laterally across the field or diagonally across the field to bellow and to linen on both corners basically from the back line now you're seeing walks miles and sosa all getting forward and having the awareness of where the other two are to track back and cover. So whatever a team is shutting down Sosa and making him enable to get up to that midfield position to distribute the ball, the other two are feeling more comfortable and familiar on being able to do so. And that's opening up some other opportunities that weren't there just a few weeks back. Yeah. Um, you want to keep going through these real quick, Kevin? Uh, I only really had uh, like one more. Uh, Scott McMillan, positive, stayed aggressive against a top team, negative, no killer instinct, cannot put teams away. Oh, and Chiefs coach Steve, positive, 92 minutes, negative, 93rd minutes. See it out. What's the MLS record for draws in a season? To which Chris Levine replied at Chicago in 2014 with six wins, 10 losses, and 18, 18 draws. That's crazy. Um, and then one I wanted to call out, Alex Morrison, positive. Red Bull learned from uh, Barcelona and played that strategy well. Yep. And then uh, negative, Botas is in a bad spot. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Uh, so it was definitely a two-pit race. And um, yeah, Mercedes, Toto right, so Wolf has to be, he's really got to be kicking himself right now. 
Is that all the Formula One you've been tweeting out from the account? Yeah. <laughs> if Kevin can tweet basketball, I can tweet Formula One. Everything's There's... up. The world turned upside down this weekend. <laughs> yeah. The world, the world absolutely turned upside down. My sister, of all people, was like, I watched the U.S. Open. Uh, like, I was like, golf? You watch golf on TV. Fuck yes. You watched golf on TV. I was like, who won? She said, John Rahm. John like, Rahm, go ahead, homie. Get it done. I was like, he didn't get a COVID positive on the 17th yeah. hole? Like, he wasn't at the green and just got... After DeChambeau away. completely blew up on the back three. <sighs> Can't spell DeChambeau without sham. Am I right? <laughs> oh, my God. Yep. It's really cham, though, right? And C-H-A-M. <laughs> Oh boy. That was a crazy good race for anybody who uh watches Formula One. That that end was pretty fantastic. It was a pretty loaded sports weekend for Atlanta. I mean, we we talked about it earlier. Um LAB even mentioning surprise to see Hawks win. I mean, big weekend for Hawks moving on conference finals. Braves had won three out of four in their series this weekend. Did they fire Snit yet? No. Why not? That's. I think that's when the positives really start rolling in for the Braves. Whenever, whenever they fire Snicker, <laughs> except for Atlanta uh, United, I guess. I mean, positive is it wasn't a loss, right? Could have been zero points. Nah, uh, fuck which... that. Fuck that. I, a collapse two games in a row in the same exact. That's my problem. Is that's what is... that's what I tweeted is that one game where you blow a lead is a fluke. Two, much less two in a row where you've done it being up by multiple goals is a trend and a problem that this team has got to find a way to figure out. I don't know what it is, who it is, how it is, but you cannot do that going down the stretch at the back. To what Dan said earlier, like that's fine if it's in the first half or first third of the season, but in a couple weeks we're going to be halfway through the season and we're going to be on the back half and whenever you start going down the stretch you can't have those kinds of lapses in games happen whenever that margin between second and 10th place are going to be defined by one or two games you know especially in the east where everything is locked up in a matter of just a couple of points yeah yeah, you just got to look forward. All you can do is just play the situation that you've got in front of you right now. Uh, Adeline, the good thing is we are early on in the season. You know, there's plenty of things that can happen. And like you said, we're only four points from, what are we? If we add four points, that put us on 15. Yeah, let's get us, it's, yeah. Get since it's in eighth. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the that's, the, that's the whole table. The problem for me, though, is like how much of this is MLS and how much of this is Atlanta United? Because I feel like, so you were talking about how many games that we've, so we're third in the amount of non-wins that we've had after leading at 75 minutes. Yeah. Like how much of that equation is really the like wackiness of MLS and just yeah. like, and how much of that is because you're going into those final minutes to our, to like, to point to our flaws, maybe the subs that you're making, like what, what type of quality loss are you seeing due to salary, salary cap impacts? Like is the, the quality and the like for like substitutions in this case, it wasn't like for like, this was a tactical substitution, but like how often and how far, like what's the standard deviation in like the difference of talent because of the, the salary cap, whenever you're bringing these substitutions yeah. on at the end of the game, because you know, most substitutions are going to be from the 69th minute, probably to the, to the 90th minute, whenever you're wasting right. time. I don't know. I don't know, man. And, and you got to give some credit to Philly too. I mean, 
they stifled Atlanta's ability to counter and they just took the cards that went with it. I mean, every time Atlanta had a breakaway opportunity where somebody was going to make a turn and there were numbers forward, whether it was Bedoya or, I mean, I think they took three or four yellows, just, just drawing those technical fouls basically where they didn't allow Atlanta to counter the way that they wanted to with numbers going forward. And I think that that made a huge impact in what the game plan that Atlanta has offensively. So, so how much like is the strategy to beat Atlanta at this point to rope a dope us old school boxing style? Is it just like, let us in the way that Seattle does to a lot of their opponents is to just let us just I don't know, just withstand the onslaught. And then in the last like 15 minutes, you can have your way with us. It certainly seems that way, but it's, it's different though, because it's not like the, the team that's gotten, that's given up four games in the last 10 minutes over the two past two games, or what did I just say? Two goals in the past two games in the last 10 minutes. It's not like this team is gassed at the end of the game the way it was in the first few matches of the season where I can make that point that it's rope-a-dope. Now it's just like, okay, what what do we 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 maintain 60% 60% possession for the entire game except for the last 10 minutes, and then all of a sudden we give up 70% possession and lay down and do something completely different? Like that's what's weird to me. Yeah, I think. So I think it's a good thing that we have that extra um, fitness. So like you're saying, Kev, we, it wasn't fitness that, that lost us the game. It's, it's those mental lapses that it's got to be. But then I, I keep on going back to the uh, 2019 uh, Eastern Conference final against Toronto. I mean, there were – we lost by two Galazos. I mean, that – Oh man, what's he, I, I Nick DeLeon? Nick DeLeon. It was it was the equivalent of Glesnes yesterday, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean those those things are going to happen. I think it's just I think it's a coincidence that two have happened um in similar fashion. I if it happens I would again. Be supr- if it happens again, <laughs> I don't know, then maybe I think if it happens a third time then there's there's some sort of trend going through, but it's good to for the team to learn these lessons now yeah. i mean yeah. where when the um you've seen that gif of barco with his head down and heinz comes up and pulls his head up i, I love, love that shit, man that's what i you do love see. that but i want to see them pissed about me. oh yeah absolutely. i want to see them to be just demolished because they know now the pain of what these stupid things do right and so they can harden themselves and look to um you know, do something different. But, you know, you go back to the other one. I mean, the Nashville goals were just weird. Again, I mean, you were just, it was, uh, was it Honey Mukhtar's first goal just came off a, a weird deflection uh, to tie it up. You know, Seattle, we actually fought back and got an equalizer for that one. Um, it was, it's, I think the sample size is pretty small to make uh, broad assumptions as we are right now but it's just so frustrating after this to have it happen against nashville at home and then to have it happen again at philadelphia when we've had a really long layoff and i think just everything like the frustration from the from the 2020 season you know bringing in hindsight everyone was real hyped about it uh but not because ev- everyone was assuming that we're gonna have you know uh hugely attacking soccer again a la Tata Martino but that wasn't the case and I feel like this is just 
everything's just bubbling up to the surface with with a lot of frustration in the fan base. And I think eventually, I, I think Heinz is going to come good. I think eventually we're going to get our midfield and forwards clicking. Our defense is one of the best in the league. Um, it's, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of people on Twitter who are just feel like they're at, I feel like they are at their limit right now. Which is so uh, and, ridiculous. I mean, it's it's just as ridiculous as the whole FDB out. Like, it's just no matter who it is, it's this team is not bad. There's just some mm-hmm. fundamentals that need to be resolved. And yeah. to your point about like what's happening, to me, what's like everyone knows the the goal rate within what is it like? However, whatever that. I can't remember what the percentage of goals scored after a, a goal was just scored within the following like 90 seconds. Mm-hmm. So many goals are like, it's, it's a trend that everyone that knows the game knows that that's when a team's most vulnerable is right after they scored or right after they conceded. And for this team to, that's what's concerning over the past two weeks is that against Nashville, they scored two goals within three minutes. This week it's Philly. They scored their their first of their two within a minute after we scored our second. Like that's when the team needs to be making these heads up plays and really locking down and staying focused. That they're just not, man. Like especially that second one against Philly. Like how Brad doesn't clean that up is beyond me. Granted, he has a great night overall. And he has one mistake, and unfortunately, it's the one that you can argue costs the team the game because the second one, no one's going to do anything about. But you can't do that within a minute of of a goal getting scored, and you certainly can't do that defensively. You know, you've got to be able to lock that down and and play the game because you're only six minutes left in regulation. You know, you can't have that kind of stuff happen. Same thing against Nashville. You're in the final ten minutes. First one goes in, okay, well, let's not let a second one happen. You're telling me three minutes later, all of a sudden, like, you've got to you've got to be aware of those situations, and I think that's what the team is lacking. It's just like fundamentals that we were talking about uh, a month or two ago with balls rolling across the floor on the back line and not being able to clear it out. It's like those are basic things that make the difference between wins and losses, and this team needs to figure those kinds of things out to click with the rest of the stuff that they figured out on a larger scale. And I, and I think in a, uh, to one of your earlier points, I mean, against Philadelphia, the they had five red cards against us and um, just kept fouling. And that's the way that you can beat Atlanta United is just keep fouling. I mean, yeah. we're the most fouled team in the league with 16.4 fouls a game. And the second most team with, with 14.7 is Cincinnati. I mean, those that that deviation is the largest deviation between two teams when you make your way entire way down the table. Well, so, especially whenever there are tactical fouls that are disrupting the way that Atlanta wants to move the ball. Right, like it's and, not and, just in the run of play, and it's LGP doing LGP things. You know, right. Also, it, how many of those yellow cards has Heinz gotten himself over the past two months? I feel like every game he's got another yellow card at this point. I can't remember who was saying he's going to be the first coach to be suspended for yellow card accumulation (laughs) like is there a rule for that is there a rule about yellow card accumulation for for managers yeah he it's he's gonna get a touchline ban at some point i would imagine he's gonna 
I don't know. If it's anything like EPL, whenever they're just infringing and infringing and infringing, they're going to put them up in the box. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Atlanta United are going to play better. Oh, we're going to get more results. Easier is if the ref calls yellow cards earlier in the game. So we didn't get a yellow card. Well, we got Bedoya got one in the 30th minute. But, you know, then you're basically two-thirds through the first half and there were a whole bunch of fouls before then um, mm-hmm. that weren't carded. So if you if you go throw out a yellow early, then chances say that your the opposing team that we're playing is probably going to get a, a guy sent off, and you're going to be more wary about making those um, last minute technical fouls. I mean, uh, I feel like every time Marino gets the ball and tries to get forward, there's two guys on him, and one of them's pulling his arm, and he gets a free kick out of it. Um, the the same with Barco. If he's not in space, someone's trying to hack him down. Same with Lopez, uh, and the same with Lennon. It's just it's foul after foul after foul, and you know there's been a long conversation of, of MLS referees aren't protecting the, the the star players in the league. They're just they're they're letting them um, fight. That's why I feel like we do better against um, non MLS teams in um, in Concacaf. Yeah, and then you deal with, uh, I don't know whether to admire it or to just absolutely hate it. Or if, is, there, like, is there a term for hateful admiration that you have for somebody? Like, is there, can somebody, is there something in the dictionary that would, because that sure would, there's, ex- a, there's some German word for it. That, that would, ex- <laughs> that, that, that would be the perfect description of how I feel about Jim Curtin as a manager. Yeah. I think, um, uh, God, Vince Vaughn said it best in Anchorman is, I hate you, Ron Burgundy, but damn it, I respect you. No, respect is a hard, like, that's too you don't nice of a word. You don't respect Jim Curtin? I mean, uh, you know, I mean when, when, you can, when, when, you, us, when you can hear him on TV yelling, go down, go down, go yeah. down yeah. at the end of the match. Like, come on. Yeah, For, but I mean, if it's vice versa, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be all about it. Not to sound virtuous, but like I don't really like to see. Like I understand, like Barco gets fouled a lot, but the times where he's making a meal of it, it's like, can we just get we on? Get with it. it? Come on, get yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. are a couple of times when you see the guy. Like I yeah. think it was, it was either Moreno. I think if he had stayed on his feet, he would have, you know, he would have got potentially a, a through ball pass to someone with a shot. And he got a ball. yellow card. Yeah. He, he. You talking about he got simulation against Nashville, right? Was that the oh, yeah. No, I was talking about this this past. Oh, game. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, Pierce Hicks saying love hate relationship. That's uh, fair. I mean, the you have to prepare. Like that's one thing, and this is becoming, I think, a pretty pretty enticing rivalry. Like I really like the tension that comes from playing Philly now, and if if for no other reason than the two managers and how much they kind of take pot shots right. at, at each other in the media. Um, it definitely makes for, for good television and it, I mean, ultimately this season, whenever you play them five times in the season, you know, that's, yeah, that makes a huge difference. And we haven't had one of those, what we had one match go our way. No, it was zero, zero, right. In the, yeah. yeah, Yeah, We haven't won any of them. Yeah. No. Um, but But last game against Philly. Yeah. Is one all. Yeah. So, well, that's that's one positive, right? We drew two two instead of drawing. Uh, I would have rather draw two two than win one zero. You know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah, I'd rather have. Wait, what? I'd rather have the. I'd rather have the lead and be up two nil than just draw draw nil nil. You know, if it's gonna be a draw, at least it's an exciting draw. That's exciting soccer, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather I'd rather draw two two than then than win nil, one nil. nothing. No, or uh, win then, one nothing. Or then win no, one nothing. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, Dan. It's just a little, a little like it's like the ceiling fan, Dan. It's over your head. Um, the yeah, just it's over my head, Jakey <laughs> Boston. No, I, yeah, I, Chiefs, Chiefs coach Steve saying say less, Tim, and I I would agree because <laughs> it is. I'm just I'm just echoing the sentiments that people had on on Twitter. Whenever Frank DeBoer was winning games one nothing or drawing zero zero, it was always oh I'd rather lose four to three than draw zero to zero because I'd rather not have the points because I don't realize how table structure works. Like what? No, I'd rather win because I feel like trophy. That's not one of the options. That's not one of the options. <laughs> That's what defines you a sex- successful team. Because yeah. you know what the Saints do every time you, as a Falcons fan, you get into an argument with the Saints, they just say, yeah, but where's your Super Bowl ring? And that shuts it all down because they're right. <laughs> it's just like when we say to Orlando fans, well, where's your MLS Cup? You don't have one, which shuts it all down because you're right. They, no, I mean, it doesn't shut it down. God, they don't they, get they one have more. They, they definitely come with more. That never shuts it down with them. They uh, always no, have it, but, I mean, but you've, I the mean, Aztecs, you Dan, the Aztecs. <laughs> Carl Seggy joining the trap late fellas what did I miss so number one uh, Taiwan is a country I don't know if we'll get this video banned for saying that um, I'm definitely not learning Mandarin to issue an apology but that ice cream looks so delicious um, uh, you hear about Manuel Noah getting uh, investigated because he wore a rainbow fucking, armband it's ridiculous it's ridiculous yeah, yeah it's absolutely absolutely ridiculous like why why even announce that like who leaked that from the uefa office like that person should probably be fired like that's that's absolutely insane also big props and a lot of love to anton walks for like just just robinson (laughs) yeah yeah walks in the uh the, the racial abuse that he was getting from one anonymous instagram or twitter account that was uh, probably just some it, Russian bot, but it's still, yeah, probably it's, it's so. Yeah, it's it's fucking disgusting. Yeah. What happened? He so, yeah, go ahead. Oh, so he on his Instagram, he posted on Twitter some screenshots of his Instagram, and some asshole just put a whole string of bananas on there, and then his next comment was a string of gorillas. Yeah, so wow. it's hateful. Such a racist prick. Yeah. I mean, yeah. come on, man. I mean, you're right. That? Like, the, what is the, this like? High school, yeah, yeah, fuck that. The user handle so, did kind of lend itself to think that I thought it was a Russian bot or something like tr- probably just trying to sow, you know, discontent among the population as they like to do, but I'm also so torn because that's such a large portion of our views. Russian bots, Russian yeah, bots. exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to feel right now. <laughs> now, that, but I, I don't know, like he ultimately handled it with class like That's because good. i it's like i don't know what i can't imagine getting that that abuse no i fuck mean no. yeah like you see it week in week out with with the black players that play in in england and for england like that yeah. that seems to be a you know a huge trend whether it's 
you know, I joke about, you know, the, you know, calling Raheem Sterling a snake for whenever he left Liverpool is a very popular sentiment, but the amount of abuse that he sees on a weekly basis is just, I don't know how a person is like, is able to take the field, let alone be as good as he is like Raheem Sterling with the amount of pressure that he has from the fan base, knowing that they can turn on him like with racial abuse, like on a weekly basis is like, what the, like, what the fuck, but to go out there and just like bear it and still play with pride for your country, knowing that there are people that, that feel that way about you is, I don't know, man, it's really tough. And it's, we don't usually get this heavy on this show, but like, it's, it's really, and Marcus Rashford, it's another, Michelle brings Marcus Rashford up, like on and off the field, that, that kid, like I hate Manchester United, but I have nothing but the utmost respect for Marcus Rashford seeing the abuse that he gets. I don't know how somebody lives with themselves being able to hurl abuse like that at somebody. I don't know, man. It's just, Uh, yeah, I I follow Marcus Rashford on Twitter. Uh, I don't follow Sterling. Maybe I should, but uh, the amount of work that Rashford has done just for the general community in general. I mean, he was putting together uh, food drives for people during the start of the pandemic. I mean, he's going to get it. He's going to get a knighthood at some point in his life. if He, he has to, right? Community service. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That kid is incredible. Like I, yeah, I don't know. Just like on a daily basis having to, I know they're playing professional sports and, and at some point that is like a, I mean, you're kind of on a pedestal in terms of having it. I mean, you're making millions of dollars to play a game and and there's, I'm not taking anything away from that, but it's still, I mean, it's still a job at the end of the day, like a very high pressure job. And to have to have that kind of fear in your mind um, on a daily basis is, I don't know, man, it's, it's heavy. I mean, Pierce Hicks says it right. It's like, uh, uh, I love social media, but hate it at the same time. It is, it is absolutely poisonous and uh, yep. yeah I, I, yeah i hate yeah, nine's a, nine's i don't even know that i love it yeah <laughs> it's like nine out of time nine times out of ten i hate it yeah that one time just, though is whenever kevin's just tweeting out gems so that's well, all that's true that that's that's very true sorry yeah. i didn't mean for this to take a heavy turn but i i've no. got nothing for, but love for anton walks and i'm i can't be i can't tell you how happy i am that he's here permanently or at least on a permanent uh, yeah. contract as opposed to attempt there alone. Um, Any uh, last comments about the Philly game before we start to transition into uh, the next couple of games? No, I think, I think we've done a really amazing job. I don't think you get coverage anywhere else, such in-depth analysis and insightfulness on any other platform. Well, to that point, Dan, uh, <laughs> is there a download this week? Have you prepared a write-up? No. Two opponents this week, and you didn't do anything for either one. No, I'm just, I'm just mailing it in. To be honest with you, I mean, I know. So the thing I was, I think New York City. I mean, um, they are. Whereas I quickly store so I can pull up the table, and now I've lost the uh, tab. So NYCFC, they're in seventh, right? Um, they're, I mean, they're a decent team. I think. I think we could have a we could get a sneaky win against them. They they like to attack through the middle. So if there's a way that we can stifle um, that a team of I keep losing my window. <laughs> Jeez, this is a joke. Um, 
so if you've got like you know Maxi Morales is obviously I mean he's given us fits. Jesus Medina's had a pretty good run of form recently. Um, you know they play pretty narrow. So and we like to play expansively wide. So I think there's a lot of um, opportunity there that we can take on the wings if we can take them around them. You know, with the way that uh, Bello and uh, Lennon have been playing. You know, I feel like Bello had two opportunities that one Kubo Torres. Uh, passed it to the wrong end and then Barco just took a dribble so uh, where Bello had acres of space so I think there's a there's opportunity there I could see Bello potentially scoring a goal against them yeah but 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 we'll we'll see I mean they Bello or Lennon because I mean Lennon's been playing so well I could see it being on the other side uh well I think I think it could be Bello because Lennon got more of the attention this week, I mean, he's the highest rated player on all the sites. Um, and Bello was a little bit uh, more under the radar because he didn't, you know, he didn't uh, score as highly. So I think Bello could be the guy who um, may not get as much as attention as Lennon. And I feel like having them pinch in is is really going to is kind of gives them a little bit more um wiggle room between between the opponents because you're trying to if you're trying to man mark them and see where they are and pull them out well they're just going to they keep switching positions all the time which i hope they can still keep it up because that's an awful lot of effort but it seems like uh brooks lennon has you know effort for days so i think we we could potentially get a a sneaky little win against uh new york city but Do we course, know and when... they're playing at Red Bull Arena, so we've actually got a decent field to play them on. Do we know when we get Joseph back? I do not know that. And do we know for sure he tested positive for COVID? I'm not. I saw that. I saw. I saw something on Twitter that he had. Well, the same thing could be said for Chris Paul, right? Like there are rumors yeah. or people reporting on Twitter that he had COVID, but there's been no actual official news. It says um, this is coming from Dirty South Soccer. Um, uh, undoubtedly, a huge loss that will require some long-term tactical. Th- uh, but in terms of the short term. Heinze will be without star striker Joseph Martinez, whose importance is obvious. Uh, Martinez, who has tested positive for COVID-19 in recent days, despite having completed his vaccination in mid-April, will miss at least three Atlanta United games while away at the Copa America in Brazil with the Venezuelan national team. It's likely he'll miss at least four games and potentially five, all depending on how far Venezuela advances and the player's general fitness level after so much traveling. So yeah. I don't think we're going to see him for these Jackson Conway time, baby. Yeah. I say you started, man. I seriously do. I, he I was, think he, yeah, he's more threatening. In se- he, he had more chances in seven minutes than Kubo did in however many. Ooh, Pierce here. Pierce Hicks with the hot take right now. Random thought will probably make more money selling Miles Robinson than Barco. Uh, That's- I could see that happening. That's I th- I, I, so I hate to burst the bubble there because I do think he's more valuable than Barco is. And I think that he would translate really well. You know, you look at like, Matt we'll Miazza make a higher or, margin on him. Can we say that? Yeah. Because, because, our, yeah. because, yeah, because it's our overhead so much lower. Exactly. <laughs> our, our overhead zero <laughs> exactly. in terms of if we're talking just transfer fee to transfer yeah. fee. But I will say that 
center backs generally don't sell for a ton of money. He's already 24, right? He is 24, yep. Which is relatively old for, I know that sounds really ridiculous to say, but a player that is jumping from MLS to to Europe. Um, I mean, if you look at the difference between, I mean, hell, even a player like Tyler Adams, who is younger, and he he's still, what is it, was it, 2 million? Not even 3 million, I think. 3 million dollars, yeah, yeah, that think. was That was Red Bull to Red Bull, though. I mean... Oh, that's fair. That is a fair there's, like. But if you some... look at like what was Alfonso Davies? Alfonso Davies. I think was that less was than, pretty low. It was still yeah. less than twenty million dollars, and he's arguably the best left. I hates. I like. It pains me to say it, he's arguably the best left back in the world, and um, he's the most valuable left back in the world. And he's still left MLS for for not so much money, but um, oh, I, I, yeah, and I would. I don't say that to say that I think that Miles Robinson is not worth more on the trip. Like I, I hope not because that would mean that Barco is going to sell for like low single digits because I think that Miles Robinson would sell for like five, to, five to nine million dollars U.S. and I think he'd yeah. probably go over to. I could see him getting transferred over to a German club, um, yeah. seeing somebody like uh, Stuttgart with an American coach, you know bringing him over or something like that. I don't know, but like that says less, that says less about miles Robinson than it does about Barco in that statement. I feel like, and that's, I hope you're wrong. (laughs) I hope you're wrong. I hope that made sense. I, I just, I, I really hope it did make sense. Yeah. I I really hope that's the case. I can't believe Alfonso Davies only went for 10. What, what an earth. He's worth over a hundred on transfer market, right? That's crazy. I think he's worth over a hundred on transfer market. Yeah. He's by far the most valuable left back on transfer market. I believe um, like so ahead of Andy Robinson says from New York here, if NYCFC plays Atlanta at Yankee stadium, then NYCFC wins three, one. If anywhere else, NYCFC wins two, one. So either way he's calling for NYCFC, which brings me to my next point. Score predictions. Tim, uh, still without a single point on the board this season. <laughs> what will you have? Oh, law of averages. Should I just say a 2-2 draw? Because that seems... <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the deal. If you if you correctly call it 2-2 draw and they give up a 2-0 lead, that's five points. <laughs> give it to me. That's no, what I want. We'll do six points because it'll be the total that Atlanta United has given up. Having gone three draws in a row. Perfect. I'll take that. I like these prop bets. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna go. You're going two two. Yep. And, and we give Atlanta, up. We we give if up. If Atlanta a lead. gives up, a, if Atlanta gives up the lead for the two two, it'll be six points. Does it have to be a two nil lead that we give up, or can it be a two one lead? I'll go two one lead. I'll I'll, I'll do okay. that. All right. Get, yeah. yeah. I'll take that all day. I think we collapse again. <laughs> <laughs> I I th- I mean. I'm probably just going to have to delete my Twitter account if that happens. It's, <laughs> it's just going to be madness. Who's going to score? You can get you can get a total of eight points, Tim, if oh, you shit. if you if you um, pull all this correctly. Um, I think there's one own goal, and you'll still be losing. No, <laughs> no. Uh, Marcelino Moreno scores one goal. Okay, and then Brooks Lennon gets one. Okay. All right, Dan, what are you thinking? <laughs> Brittany, yes, 2-2 Atlanta United. Um, man, I, yeah, I go 2-1 Atlanta. Okay. 
And I think Bello gets one. And I think um, I'm going to go. This is a long shot. Jackson Conway is going to get one. Wow. Yeah, baby. I like I'm that. I'm going to go 1 0 Atlanta. And I'm going to say Lennon. I think that's a good show. Um. Uh, Moving no, on I, to I, another prop bet. Hold on, sorry. Another okay. prop bet for the game. I'm going to set the over under at one and a half. Mentions of Brooks Lennon, John John Lennon, and him being in the Liverpool Academy. What? Have you not noticed that? Like, no. Every other every other match, there's a callback because he played for the Liverpool Academy, and his last name's Lennon, and they talk about John. Yeah. No, I have not noticed that. <laughs> you you weren't paying <laughs> that much attention great. during the no. ESPN, yeah. No. It's because uh, I hate the ESPN broadcasters so much, man. Like, yeah. give me Kevin Egan all day. Oh God, absolutely, man. You know they like out for it. ESPN is very top heavy. I feel like with their, I love Ian Dark. Like I've always loved Ian Dark. Everybody else, shit. Like it yeah. is Alejandro it's Moreno awful. is by far the worst. <laughs> I, you know what's hilarious to me is I tweeted that like two weeks ago and it's still getting like retweets and likes because the people that are watching the Euros, every time that he broadcasts, we start seeing people like, oh, like because people are searching Twitter like, I can't be this crazy, right? He's not this no, bad, he's right? Awful. He's, he's awful. so bad. He's so bad. He's- he doesn't even know what he's talking about, which is crazy because he played. Like whatever he called... Oh, it's 1-1 here in the bins after that second goal by Atlanta. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <sighs> yeah, I love Kevin Egan. I really do like him a lot. Yeah. I think he's, uh, he's one of my favorites. 2-2, Atlanta United. And Mo, you know, and Mo Adu, Elliot Beaven, 1-1. One, one. Oh, yeah, Mo Adu is great. Uh, Michelle, 1-1, one, one, walks, scores an own goal. Wow, that's awful. Um, no more score predictions? All right. Uh, moving on to Red Bulls. Thoughts on Red Bulls, Dan? A double dose. Well, a second I mean, Dan load. In case they you lost. Uh, they lost Kaku. Um, obviously, he was not, you know, doing it for him. Um, I wasn't even ready for Red Bulls. Come on, man! Two Dan loads in one night. That's impressive. I know. I know. And there wasn't really, I mean, I not I'm much tired. lag time in between, which is yeah. impressive in and of itself. You know, know most know people would have to go at least 30 minutes between Dan loads, but not this guy. Not yeah, here I, at home before dark. I Like I keep hearing like Dan is, you know, getting up there in the years. He's got, you know, five kids, six kids. Taking supplements. Point. Yeah. Well, what I've learned and I, I learned an extra this, shot of insulin tonight. Quite frankly, I, I learned this is- <laughs> Uh, quite frankly, I learned this at an early age. If you just keep going, you'll you'll be fine, and you can get you can get your second wind easy. You just got to keep going. Oh man! With that said, our sponsor tonight is not Manscaped. It's Laffy Taffy. Um, it's Laffy Taffy. Uh, no, and all, all jokes aside, we have uh, we finished our our stint with Manscaped, and we've made the switch to being personally sponsored. Um, through donations we're not doing any of the patreon um no paywalls or anything here uh we're just just asking people for money just (laughs) just straight up asking people for money cash app dollar sign 
H B the number four D. So it's dollar sign H B four D. Any any amount of money helps. Um, and honestly, it's all just going towards our dues for website maintenance and weekly <laughs> downloads, which sometimes will be great and sometimes a letdown. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I know it was a letdown this week, but um, yeah. I I'm sure it wasn't your first. On, man. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't your first, and I'm sure it won't be your last. But we're all here for it either way. That's right. <laughs> I'm sure Caden Clark will probably score a worldie. Uh, um, all right, so uh, score predictions without really any information, just a shot in the dark. Tim, what do you got? Ooh, they just beat. They just handed Nashville their first loss of the season, right? They did. Mm-hmm. It is at home, so we got that going for us. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm going two two. <laughs> yeah. That's the annoying thing, though, isn't it? Because you think we're going to score a goal at home, but then you're like, it's the freaking Red Bulls. Yeah. Are right, you really going two two, Dan? No, I'm going oh, one two? one. Yeah. No, I'm going two two, and it's a. Br- <laughs> It's a brace from Jackson Conway. Put it in, right. injected in my veins. All right, Conway times two. Dan, what are you thinking? One one, one one. Um, who's scoring? Uh, Caden Clark and who else do we have? Clark. I don't yeah. care about who they have scoring. Who are we scoring with? Uh, we're gonna score with a Marcelino Moreno. All right, I am going 2-1 New York Red Bulls, Barco scoring the lone goal for Atlanta. Is there any way that we can convince Leipzig to just to call up Caden Clark early and not have him play against us this weekend? Is, he's going to Leipzig, right? He's he's Is he leapfrogging Salzburg? Do you guys know? I, I could have swore he's... I don't know. I could have sworn he's jumping or leapfrogging Salzburg and going straight to the to the top club, but I could oh, be wrong. Oh man, Carl Segge calling out five nil to someone, so he's he's expecting a blowout one way or the other this weekend. Interesting. Yeah. It, the league's kind of due for one, right? Like when was the last time there was a big scoring game? It's been a few weeks now. Yeah, I don't know. Real Salt Lake put in three. Against uh, Philly, put in three against Portland. I'm trying to Colorado see. Colorado put in three against Dallas. DC put I in don't... three against Miami. Has anybody broken? Has anybody hit that four goal threshold this year? I don't think so. I Did think we might Galaxy be... not hit it earlier on? No, I guess Chicharito just got the three. Nobody else scored in those games. Yeah, there has not. Nobody's scored more than three goals in a game this year. That's interesting. No, I take that back. May 1st. Dallas put in four against uh, Portland. Right on. NYCFC, our opponent on Wednesday. They've put in five. Five nil against Cincinnati. But that was Cincinnati, so I don't know how you weight that. Like, what is that in actual terms? Like, you're playing against a senior squad? So, I guess there there are only a handful of games that have really gotten out of control. Yeah, Nathan Explosion there to correct me. NYCFC five nil. What's been going on with Brenner at uh, Cincinnati? He's supposed to be the new, the uh, next best thing. Um, yeah. I don't know. 
I honestly don't know. I I don't. I do not Very watch FC. Uh, I do not watch FC Cincinnati. Oh, weird. All right, boys. Any other thoughts or comments as we wrap this thing up? All right. Well, um, if you'd like to see more content and not us outside the stadium with a styrofoam cup with H before D written on it, please go check out Cash App at dollar sign H before D because the next step is us at Mercedes Benz shaking a coin can. So, but you know, you know, people, some people on Twitter are going to love seeing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Michelle said, did anyone see Matthew McConaughey? That was pretty incredible. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the best comment that I saw was like, it is. First time we've seen him with his bongo with clothes on. Uh, <laughs> and I wonder if that was the exact same bongo uh, that he was wearing whenever he got the cops called on him years and yeah. years ago. That's um, yeah. Austin looks like they have a pretty good, uh, yeah. a pretty good atmosphere. We'll see how long it lasts. Hopefully it lasts. Um, yeah. I think, I feel like Austin has this sort of culture that can, can make that last. All they've had a huge surge for the city and city growth lately. So it's a younger city. So we'll see. Um, So you can find us all online and various platforms. You can find us all collectively at home before dark on Twitter and Instagram. That's before spelled B in the number four Tim on Instagram. Where can they find you at Tim Herb Dan on Peloton to the power of Dan. Find me, on, find me on Instagram at the architect. That's at the underscore A R C number one T E C T. Thank you guys so much for tuning in with us. Uh, two big games this week. Hopefully we are on the up and up going into next week. We'll see you then as always be home before dark. Give us more money.